Hey, ghosties. Welcome back to Tales of Spooky Coffee House. If you're new here, welcome to our podcast. My name is Chelsea. And my name is Veronica. And we're your hosts. On today's episode, we'll be discussing our haunted location and serial killer of the week. And we're doing a special tarot card reading for Jazz. So, Veronica, are you drinking coffee today? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not going to lie, I'm not going to be able to drink coffee for a few episodes. Please forgive me, but um, I'll make up for it, I promise. I'll drink five cups per episode to make up for um, the times I've missed. We literally named our podcast Coffee House. Because okay, but... The addicts, and then you decide not to drink coffee? It's not that I, it's it's not that it's my choice, and I'm not gonna say why I can't drink coffee right now. But I literally cannot drink caffeine right now. So, Chelsea, chill, brother. Jesus. First of all, are, sister, I'm not a dude. Second of all, I know your reason why you can't drink caffeine, and it kind of is your choice. Any? No, it's not. Oh my god. Anyways, um, <laughs> what what the flip are you drinking? <laughs> Uh, I'm drinking coffee, and I'm trying this new white chocolate mocha creamer. It's actually not that bad. It's a little sweet, but it's pretty good. Do you like your coffee sweet, or do you like your coffee, like, coffee? <laughs> um, I like it, like, halfway between, and then sometimes if I'm, like, really cranky, I need it more stronger and less sweet, and then if I'm in a happy mood, I like it sweeter than I do more coffee. Yeah, because I, I honestly don't mind drinking black coffee, um, but also sometimes I'm in the mood to drink, like, a milky coffee. Um, I don't know. I could go without the sweetness, though, but also I don't mind it. But Yeah, same. And I just, I'm trying all the creamers because my mother-in-law, um, who babysits at my house, keeps a bunch of creamers in the fridge, and I just bought her some new ones. Mm-hmm. And she likes to try like every single coffee creamer that they come out with. So I grabbed a couple I didn't think she tried yet, and this one sounded good tonight. So so far, two thumbs up with the white mocha. Uh probably, probably three thumbs up. Oh, I can, <laughs> I can, I can make my big toe stand up. I was gonna say I don't know where you're gonna find that third thumb, but a. Well, I mean, we you. just discussed that I am not a dude, so it's definitely coming. Oh from my god. Me. Why? <laughs> I call people dude. Dude should be no, like... No, you called me brother. Okay, this time I called you dude. I didn't call you brother. And and I never said that you didn't. I just said that we already discussed that I'm not a dude. Okay, so why are you bringing it up again? You know if what? If I could punch you, I would. Like, uh, right in the face. I mm. can't stand you anymore. I know, you're pissing me off. Anyways, how have you been? <laughs> What's new with you? I So, I've started this new TV show. Mm-hmm. Do you remember, um, I swear to God, if you tell me you don't remember, uh, the movie I Know What You Did Last Summer? You never watched the movie? No, but I read the book. Okay, so then you know what it's about. Yes. They made a TV show on it. Really? Completely different from the movie or the book. Um, it's mm-hmm. about... It's, I mean, the concept is the same, where it's an islandy type thing where they have, like, a lot of cliffs and blah, 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 a lot, you know, the water. Um, it's a bunch of teenagers who accidentally kill somebody, and they try to cover it up, and then 
one year later, you know, that that's all the same. Um, but there's kind of a twist and I'm kind of really digging it. The person that they murdered was the driver's twin sister. Oh, yeah. So they covered up her twin sister's murder that she was part of. And then like she starts well, I mean, it says that it's her um, starts going after them and there's like all kinds of things going on and there's uh, cults and like a mass suicide from the cult like 25 years ago that keeps getting brought up and at first I thought it was weird and now I'm starting to understand. So it's really interesting. You know what it's reminding me of? Hmm. R- Riverdale. Like a bunch of teenagers trying to cover up, you know an accidental killing or whatever or maybe not accidental who knows i don't know it was just it just sounds very familiar to to riverdale but it sounds interesting nonetheless i mean i like riverdale so i'm sure i like this show and is it on netflix you said no it's on amazon prime it's a amazon original. but i feel like that's like all shows that have to deal with murder with teenagers like pretty little liars sounds like that too where they're trying to cover up stuff and it's because it, it like these shows keep you on your toes, you know. You just want to know what's gonna happen, who's doing it, or like, you know, did so and so really come back from the freaking dead? Like, you know, it's just I don't know. I love that these type of shows. Yeah, yeah, and this one's like really throwing me for a loop. I really can't figure out who the killer is. I can't tell if it's the twin sister who came back or if it's somebody else. Like, it's really, it's really throwing me for a loop. So, I love it. So have you have you read the book? I know what you did last summer. Yeah. You did? Yeah, I read the I read both books. Okay, and what about um did you read a book called The Family Tree? You know wor- the book that we were supposed to read together? I'm working on it. And how how far in are you are you in that book? Like how many pages have you read? How many chapters? How far are you in it? I have read about 150 pages. I'm halfway done. No, just kidding. Two hundred, because there's four hundred pages, so I'm I'm two hundred pages deep in that book, and it's so good. Are you serious? Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> Freaking taking your time over here. I started it, and I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna do a couple of chapters, you know, whatever, and then <laughs> it just gets more and more interesting, and I'm just like, ah, so. So for those of you that don't know, uh, Veronica and I are reading a book together. It's called The Family Tree. It's one of those where the protagonist took a ancestry quiz, um, finds out she's adopted and tries to go into her family history and then finds out that there's a killer in the family. And yeah, so it's really, really interesting. I wish I could be like, yeah, so, you know, the cousin, her name's Andy, right? The main character, her name's, what is it? Lizzie? I think um, it's like Elizabeth, Lizzie. Um, Andy buys Elizabeth the DNA test kit for her birthday. And yeah, dude, oh, it's so good. Like, I just want to go into detail, like, with it. But if you guys are readers, if you guys like books, definitely check out The Family Tree. And once I'm done reading it, it whoever wants to borrow it, it's all yours. And we'll put a picture of the cover on our Instagram so you guys can find it and read it along with us and comment and tell us what you thought and maybe in a future episode we'll go over our thoughts and stuff on it. Yeah, eventually when Chelsea finishes the book we will do that for you guys. Hey, I will get caught up to you. 
I hope so because I'm 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 have a feeling I'm gonna finish like next week. Hey, I I also read a lot faster than you, so I may be only on page eighteen. <laughs> I will definitely catch up to your two hundred. I don't know, man. I've been working on my reading. All right, my words per minute. It's getting better and better. I'm so proud of you. How long have you been doing that for? Oh, you know, just since like the end of December. <laughs> Yeah, I've been doing that since, like, middle school, so I got you beat still. All right, so something you should know about Chelsea, she's a show-off, um, and that it really hurts my feelings, but whatever. You're still going to call me the bully, aren't you? Yes, but I like to just show off that I, you know, practice the stuff that I went to school for, and I'm in thousands of dollars of debt for, so when it comes to my schooling and stuff that's related to it yeah i'm gonna show off anyways i have a question for you okay um we're gonna be doing you know episodes on our experiences and whatnot but we haven't really talked about anything spooky that has happened to us so i wanted to ask you like if anything spooky has happened to you recently that you'd be down to talk about um well, there's, well, there's that thing that happened while we were recording an episode that you know about. Oh, yes. We'll, we'll, talk, uh, we'll talk some more about that, because that still trips me out. Um, my work has a ghost. Oh, really? Oh, so does mine. Go ahead. Tell me about your ghostie. I have no idea where the ghost came from. There's <laughs> literally, like, everybody that... Unless you've heard the ghost, you pretty much don't believe that it's there because there's, like, no reports or anything of why there would be a ghost there. Mm-hmm. Like, even before my job was built, like, there's there's nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are a couple people, and I'm one of them, who, if you work uh, the late shift, the third shift, um, you hear some really uh, weird noises, and there's one noise in particular that sounds like a woman screaming. Oh, no. Yeah, so it's kind of sketchy. Uh, That's disturbing. Yeah, a lot of the maintenance guys say it's uh, one of the machines, but I'm like, what kind of machine makes a screaming noise, and how come you only hear it on third shift and not the rest of the shifts? Mm-hmm. So, kind of sketch. What about you? Okay, so <clears throat> I work in a pharmacy, right? And we have a little ghost in our pharmacy. Um. I kind of want to name the ghost. I don't know if it's a boy or girl, but we're just going to name the ghost Gary. What is it? Gary. Okay. I thought you said Jerry. It could be Jerry, too. Gary, Jerry. It don't matter. We'll go with Gary. (laughs) Either way, I got a family family member named one of them, so. (laughs) Well, so this dude decides to, like, haunt our freaking pharmacy out of nowhere. Um, so I guess one night, you know, after everyone leaves the pharmacist, locks up the far- the pharmacy, and if anyone dares, uh, dares to try to come in, the alarm will go off. Obviously, the door's locked, so good luck. Um, and one night, everyone went home, and I guess my boss got a call that the pharmacy alarm was going off, like someone was trying to break in. And I don't know, I don't think he was in town, so I think he sent um, one of my other pharmacists to come check to see, like, what's going on. Um, 
And when this pharmacist got there, they unlocked the door, they went inside, there's no one inside, everything looks fine, everything looks normal. And this has never happened before, at least not in the six years that I've been working there. Um, so that was fun and interesting. And then we also have like moments where I do see like movement in the corner of my eyes. And my coworkers already think I'm crazy, so I don't always like tell them like, hey guys, I just saw something, like, you know. Um, or like the light in the IMZ room or the room where we give the shots. Uh the light I think once turned on on its own or I forgot. Yeah, it just turned on because if it turned off, I mean, that's normal, right? It's on a timer. And I think something happened in the with the bathroom light. Um, I think it was on and then it turned off as soon as like someone walked in or as soon as I walked in. I don't remember who it was. But if anything else happens, I will keep you guys posted. I'm a, I'm a, you know, shout out to Gary. Gary, if you want to show yourself, show yourself, homie. What's up? <laughs> Trying to get the narcos. <laughs> All right, I got a question. So the pharmacy that you work at is connected to another building. Is that building like 24 hours or? No. No, okay. No. So so to get to your pharmacy, somebody would have had to break in to the other building or was it still before? No, closing? well, <clears throat> so uh, there's still customers. Uh, we, we, I, forget, I forget what time the the other building closes but there's still some customers roaming around the store um oh well was it during closing for the store I don't think so I think the store was still open but I mean if you're a customer I think you'd be pretty dumb to try to break in but they didn't they didn't see anything like yeah see nothing. that's why I was, I was wondering if like security footage or something would have caught somebody else or if you guys looked into that or Mm -mm, nothing happened like well visibly to the eye nothing happened okay okay so definitely something unseeable by the eye Gary <laughs> <laughs> okay you want to um get us started and talk about what haunted place you have for us this week oh yes so my haunted place of the week is Museum of Death, specifically the one in Hollywood. I'm really excited to do this one because um, it's creepy AF and I've been here once. I was going to say twice, but I've only been here once. Um, so let's start off with some facts about the museum. <clears throat> the Museum of Death was created by J.D. Healy and Katherine Schultz in June of 1995. The goal of the museum was to make people happy to be alive. Before finding its home in Hollywood, the Museum of Death was originally located in San Diego in a building that the owners claimed to be the city's first mortuary. That's pretty wild. I mean, just the history alone right there, you know, with the building. Ugh, I love it. Uh, <laughs> JD and Catherine had a hobby where they would write to serial killers and show off their artwork given to them um, at these like shows that they would have. Um, so quick question, would you be down to have a serial killer as a pen pal? I mean, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. But like they legit just like wrote to like a bunch of serial killers. 
whoever would write back to them yeah so they they would write to these serial killers and they would become pen pals and these serial killers would write back um and not only just in letters but like they would draw them pictures and stuff um but if since you're down to be a pen pal with a serial killer is there a certain serial killer you'd be like in specific that you'd want to be pen pals with so like are we talking about like realistically or like just if i could any serial no no realistically right now if you were to like if you decided, you know what, this is dope, I'm going to write to a serial killer and become pen pals with them, what serial killer would you choose? I don't know. It's a good question. Okay, so, so of, serial uh-huh. killer, I don't, I don't know who I would write to right now. No um, worries, I'll ask you later on or in another episode, because I'm actually really curious to see who you would want to talk to. Yeah, and and I feel like if I actually chose somebody that I would want to actually go through with it. So, I don't know. I guess I'm just, like, thinking. I'm probably overthinking it. Maybe. What about you? Do you have somebody that you would that you would write to? Um, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I risking. I you were hesitating because you were like, I don't think so. Or, if, like, you had somebody and you were worried about what no, we- I. No, 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 I don't have anybody. I, I, no, I don't have anybody in mind. Um, uh, that question was specifically for, for you because no, I would not do that. Did uh, you ask me that knowing I would say yes? Of course, you're freaking wild. Did you, did you not, do you not remember what you were telling us in episode two? <laughs> which part you're cr- you're crazy man you're crazy which part exactly and if you guys have not listened to episode two i am telling you chelsea anyways back to this <sighs> hey my mom just finished listening to episode two uh-huh <laughs> she was all she had to say it was it was really good but wow <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh, and i, I got like- I feel like my mom probably thought that I was weird like that, but never actually, like, outright said it. But you know what? It's partly her fault, because she raised me on horror movies. This podcast is going to expose us more you than me, I feel, <laughs> um, in a way that, you know, people would never think to see us. But anyways, back to the podcast, please, before I fire you. Um, shout out to Taylor. She's up next to replace Ch- No, actually to replace me because because you, you can't handle me. Because I keep what I'm sorry. Because you can't handle me. I can't handle your lies. Now, of My course, life. after a few years what of gathering life? these collections, <laughs> after a few years of gathering these collections, amongst other things, uh, they were able to make um, the Museum of Death to show off these items. To which the museum is now known as, and yes, you guessed it, the Museum of Death. Okay, can we backtrack for a second? Yes. I, I first of all, I, I don't know what lies you're talking about. I was going to that. But no, my, my actual thing, are these serial killer, like, letters in display at the museum? They are, actually. Not, not just the letters, but the artwork. Anything that, that J.D. Healy and Catherine Schultz could get their hands on that you know was legit you will most likely find it at this museum well shit why didn't you why didn't you take me there while i was out there 
because Chelsea, it was already hard to see you as it was, okay? Adult adulting is hard. Adulting is hard, okay? That's true. That's true. But I mean, I I broke into your house, so I mean that's <laughs> not really that hard. Again, with the exposing ourselves, mainly you. Yes, she did indeed break into my house. And no, my mom did not do anything to protect me. <laughs> your mom was <laughs> she's just laying there asleep. Like thought who I was and was just like, oh my gosh, hi. I mean, obviously she didn't say that because she speaks Spanish, but yeah, she <laughs> She just looked at me and smiled and like walked away and I'm like, okay. Um, I don't wanna imagine my mom saying that. That's kind of weird. <laughs> Dude, if your mom ever said that in like an American English voice, I would legit probably just shit right in your living room. You know what I thought about today? I don't even know if I should be saying this, but I'm gonna tell you. Not, I hope it's not me shitting in your living room, because that was just a joke. You what in the living room? <laughs> what? You missed that comment, didn't you? You missed I that. I did. <laughs> what were you thinking about? Well, let's just keep going. <laughs> Actually, I'm just not going to say it. I'm just going to keep going with the podcast before we get no, to No, no, like, you don't have to tell me now. I'll tell you when the podcast is over. No, tell me. No, I can't. I can't expose my mom like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you really have to <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm going back to this. Um, so anyways, the move from their San Diego location to Hollywood mm -hmm. came after they were evicted in 1999 because they attempted to purchase large amounts of materials from mm -hmm. the Heaven's Gate cult suicides. And this was to recreate the scene as much as possible, um, which brought a lot of attention from the press. Um, and I kind of wanted to ask you guys, you know, to our listeners, if you guys are interested in learning more about the Heaven's Gate cult suicides, um, I wouldn't mind uh, giving you guys some more information on that because it's actually really interesting. So I'm just going to go over a small list of um, certain items that will be could be found in the museum. Uh, and some of those items include serial killer artwork, like we mentioned before. And this is some of the artwork they have. They have um, stuff from like John Wayne Gacy, who was a serial killer and sex offender, who was also known as the Killer Clown, which I'm sure we're going to do an episode on later on down the line. You really hate me, don't you? Are you doing John Wayne Gacy? No, you have to do it on a fucking clown? Oh, oh okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do that episode. Oh, I'm so excited. No, um, <laughs> you get me with dolls, and now you're gonna get me with clowns. Jeez, yeah. are you trying to like give me a heart attack? I'm by myself, you know. If it works, um, so letters. You're an asshole. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, not. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> um, you will also find antique funeral ephemera. Ephemera? How do you say that? I don't know. I can't see what you're looking at. Anyways. <laughs> uh, <laughs> mortician and coroner's instruments, Manson family memorabilia, pet death taxidermy, crime scene photographs, which include uh, photographs from the Charles Manson. Um, what do you call that? Suicides? 
and the Black Dahlia uh, murder. Um, there's also a Day of the Dead section, and there's also a video on how an autopsy is performed, which I did not watch. Well, I watched I, like a few seconds of, and I legitimately it. want to watch that video. I there's there's I actually mm -hmm. that was that was that was all I want to say. So you're just interested um, on the video of how an autopsy is performed. Yeah, I read this book series when I was younger. I don't remember the name of it on the top of my head. But uh, it was like this 16, 17-year-old girl who was studying to be a mortician. She mm -hmm. was doing autopsies as a teenager. And I just thought that was like really cool. Mm -hmm. uh, I think like her dad was a, a funeral homeowner or something like that. That's why she had like access to it. Um, but... Yeah, it was like it was about that, and she had like the stalker. But I, ever since then, I just I wanted to know because she like the author really described like the smell and the cutting of the flesh, like how um, this skinny girl um, she was cutting into this skinny girl, and she was like she's super skinny, and yet she still has like two inches of fat. And I was like, that's like really curious. Like I don't know, I'm weird. I know. Oh, we, <clears throat> we know that. Uh, this is episode three. We know that by now. Um, yeah, I I mean, at the time, I couldn't watch it. Um, but I recently watched this documentary uh, on YouTube about this guy who, you know, does autopsies and stuff. And it's just a wild video because it's not even in a professional setting, you know? It's just one of those, like... Mm -hmm. I don't know. I believe it takes place in Mexico or something. So it's just like in a random town. It's wild. I'll try to find it and I'll I'll send you the link. Okay. Keep going. I'm I'm done. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. I thought you were gonna give me more information. <laughs> wow, that wasn't good enough. Jeez, Chelsea. Yeah, no, it wasn't. So I'm gonna ask you, what was your favorite exhibition one? Um, I want more info. Like you just kind of like left me wanting more. It's not fair. Uh, my favorite, <clears throat> I think it would be, it would be the Day of the Dead section, the the other little muertos, because they had an altar, they had the sugar skulls everywhere, they had just like oh, all the beautiful colors, and it was like the only beautiful section of this whole museum. And I'm a huge fan of the other little muertos. I even have a sugar skull tattooed on um, my thigh. Uh, so that would that would definitely be my my favorite part of it all. What what one freaked you out the most? Like I know you couldn't watch the autopsy video, but was that like the worst thing in there? Or <clears throat> um, I think that was for me the most like uh, I don't like blood and guts. Like I just can't do gore. Like gory movies are not it for me. So to watch something on a real person that real blood real guts real flesh cutting like I couldn't do it um uh, so that definitely bothered me a lot I think another section that really got to me they have a shrunken head in the in the museum and sorry what <laughs> they have a shrunken head like you know the one from like Beetlejuice whose head I will look it up for you, but, uh... How the fuck do you get a shrunken head? 
okay, man, these guys are really good on getting their hands on certain things. How do you spell museum? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I have it in my notes. I totally know how to spell museum. <laughs> do you have any other questions while I look for this? Yeah, you said that they built the museum to make people feel lucky to be alive, right? Uh-huh. Did, did you come out of the museum feeling lucky? Um, I mean, I came out of the museum happy to, like, get a good chunk of fresh air into my lungs. <laughs> I don't know. I have a weird, like, relationship with death and the idea of death. So I, I, I guess you could say... I walked out of there happy to be alive, but it kind of left me like, well, what the flip is going to happen when I die? You know, after watching that video, that, I'm telling you, that video was it for me. Like, it's just like, no, thank you. I, can't See, I don't mind. Like, I don't mind watching any of that. Now, watching people throw up or gag, I can't do it. Even yeah, I can't do that a, either. Even as a parent, like, my oldest was sick one time and she was throwing up and I legit was gagging the entire time and I'm like I'm like trying to breathe like calmly so I don't make her more upset but oh my god I couldn't handle it and then she like scraped her knee one time and she's like oh my god it's a blood and I'm like oh you're fine I'm like clean it up I'll get you a bandage oh. like no <laughs> I can handle blood <laughs> you cannot handle throw up yeah, I can handle other people's blood. I can't handle, like, other people's throw up, though. But I, I, for sure, I can't handle my own blood. Like, if I, if I ever get cut and there's blood, I just know I'm about to pass out within the next minute or so. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I can't do it. When, when I had surgery a couple years ago to fix my brain because it was too dumb, uh, you know how they have the IV in your arm? Yeah. And they take it out. I couldn't watch her do it. I was like, just do it. And she's like, really? You can't watch? And I was like, nah, <laughs> just take it out. And I was just kidding. I didn't get surgery on my brain. I'm intelligent. I know how to spell museum. Um, but yeah, I couldn't watch her take out the IV. Like, ugh, ugh, no. I always watch them. Mm -mm. And like, if I get like a cut or something, um, I don't know. If, I, if I'm not near like paper towels or water or something, I'll just suck the blood away. Anyways. <laughs> so let's let's move on from from this i'm very <laughs> uh well, i mean i don't want my blood to get on other things so i mean it's got to go what? somewhere i don't want my blood to get on other things that's why i suck the blood off like if i'm not by something that's a health hazard you know especially at work i will put you in my prayers tonight um, can we please uh, move on to segment two? Chelsea, please, please tell me what serial killer you have. Let's move on from mine. <laughs> okay, perfect. Let's talk about blood and gore. So, uh, oh, God. yeah, so I know we're staying away from, well, I don't want to use, well, what term do I want to use? Popular, I guess. Mm -hmm. More, more notable serial killers. Um, but we're going to talk about H.H. H. Holmes and Jack mm -hmm. I'm excited. So obviously, you know who they are. Yes. Have you heard the theory about them, though, that they are the same person? Huh. No, I have not. That sounded really fake. Are you sure you haven't heard that theory? 
No, I haven't. I just, I, I'm fake always. I'm a fake person. What can I say? I'm just kidding. No, yeah, I really haven't heard that that theory. Okay, so quick overview. So if our listeners, for some strange reason, have never heard or just need a reminder of these killers, H.H. Uh, Holmes, also known as Herman Webster Mudgett or Dr. Henry Howard Holmes, hence the H.H. Holmes, was an American porn artist, murderer, and trigamist. He was credited as the first American serial killer. Um, his kill range was estimated to be between 20 and 200, but nobody actually could accurately total his kills. He lived from May 16, 1861 until May 7, 1896, when he was hanged at 34 years old. He was actively killing between December 25, 1896, 91 on Christmas, yes, and October 25th, 1894, in the states of Illinois, Indiana, Ontario, Canada, and Pennsylvania. Most known for the murder castle that he built, which had a basement, a first floor storefront, and a second and third story floor that was supposed to be used as a hotel. One of his most notable quotes was printed in the Philadelphia North American a newspaper on April 11th, 1896, and with him saying, I was born with a devil in me. I could not help the fact that I was a murderer. No more than the poet can help the inspiration to sing. Oh. My, that's one of my favorite quotes, and I don't know why. Oh. I mean, we know, okay. we know that I'm fucked up, but like, <clears throat> I don't know if it's just like, like the, the wording of how he said it, but it's just mm-hmm. like, I don't I know. Have, I have a quick question. Yeah. Was H.H. Holmes the one who had like secret rooms in his little killer castle thing? Yeah. Yeah. He had all the secret rooms and that's why um, he was trying to build the hotel. I don't think it ever went through, um, but that was his reasoning for building the second and third floor um, and mm -hmm. was for all of his his traps and and stuff. And one more question. If I remember correctly, he also hired um, hired and fired multiple construction companies to build this castle so nobody would have, like, the last official blueprint to it. Yep. That's wild. That's smart. And actually, Supernatural did an episode on H.H. Holmes. What episode? With Joe, the episode where... They were investigating this um, apartment building, and it turned out that the apartment building was owned by A.J. Holmes. Oof, I don't remember that one. Oh, my God, you forget everything. Wow. <laughs> you are, your bully is showing Chelsea. How do you it's like it? It's not my fault that you forget everything that we talk about on this podcast. You don't remember that you were I'm not bully. even talking about that. I'm talking about the fact that you're picking on me right now. I'm not picking on I'm not picking on you. No, no. Anyways, the episode of Supernatural had Joe. They were investigating um, disappearances, and uh, Joe ends up getting kidnapped by A.T. Holmes' ghost. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really wish they hadn't killed her off. Oh, dude. But you know what? He She had to stick by her daughter, you know? That was Ellen. Oh, Joe. Joe was the daughter. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Anyways, <laughs> Jack the Ripper is a still unidentified serial killer in the East End of London um, in the year of 1888. He's also known as the Whitechapel Murderer and Leather Apron. I always thought Leather Apron was a weird name to call him. but I'm trying to picture a Leather Apron. I kind of like it. <laughs> his, his kill range is five, also known as the Canonical Five. But there was 11 total murders that they tried to pin on him. The five, the canonical five were five prostitutes who were murdered in 1888. And if the other seven were indeed Jack's kill kill victims, then his killing spree would have ranged from August 1888 to November 1891. Um, So quick question. Uh, Is there a specific reason why they tried linking these other um, murders to him? Yeah, the brutality of them. Yeah, I was like, it was the brutality of them, and um, they also were like cut open, like the like the other five victims, which those those five victims they were believed to have been killed with surgical precision, Mm -hmm. which is what linked them together, and that's what they were trying to link with the other seven. But all evidence to any suspects and the other murders, they were all circumstantial, and some people even suspected the royal family. What? Yeah, we'll come back to that later. Also, in during the time of his kills, um, letters were received by the newspapers that were said to be written by Jack the Ripper, but a lot of... Oh, what is the term? Come on, English major. I know, I'm struggling so hard today. Anyways, most of the, like, the professionals that are familiar with his case in the history... They argue that the letters were written by reporters to gain publicity during the height of the crimes mm. um, and were possibly never even written by Jack the Ripper. Wow, I never thought of that, like that that could happen. Yeah. And then also in 2019, DNA evidence from the actual murders showed that a possible suspect, Aaron Komoniski, a Polish barber, might have actually been Jack the Ripper. Um, he was a suspect at the time of the murders, but again, all the evidence against him was circumstantial. It was believed that the scarf that they found semen on, which belonged to him, it, it was believed that the scarf was one of the victims. Wow. But they can't prove it because, you know, a lot of people wore scars at the time and still mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Anyways, the theory that H.H. Holmes is Jack the Ripper comes from Jeff Mudgett who is the great-great-grandson of H.H. Holmes. He actually published all of his evidence for this theory in his book, Bloodstains, in 2011. Mm -hmm. But he was given diaries that were written by Holmes, Mm -hmm. and these diaries were analyzed and proven to be written by H.H. But it states that Holmes was in London at the height of Jack's murder spree. Oh. Yeah. And there's no paper trail of homes anywhere in the U.S. from July 1888 until 1889. I love this. Ah. Yeah, it gets better. A ship log confirms that Holmes left London after the fifth murder because they had H. Holmes written in their ship log. And my jaw's on the floor. Yeah. (laughs) 
And uh, DNA tests show that it is possible that Jack the Ripper was a doctor for Queen Victoria, which goes back to the theory or the suspicion that the royal family was involved, Mm -hmm. as the Queen's doctor would have surgical precision and experience and training and all that. This is so wild. I'm so curious to know, like, how many people were aware of this theory because i had no clue but wow oh there's more evidence you want to hear oh gosh keep going (laughs) um have you ever seen a sketch of jack the ripper from back in the 1800s probably but i i'm just gonna say no because i don't remember okay if you put a sketch of jack the ripper or what like because they were just sketch artists of based on what the witnesses show but if you put a photo of one of those sketches next to a photo of H.H. Holmes, they look really similar. I'm actually Googling it right now, and wow, they do. Yeah. Wow, dude, what? <laughs> those letters I told you about that were written uh-huh. to the newspapers? Uh-huh. So according to a linguist, who analyzed all the letters, specifically the Dear Boss letter. Um, all the letters have names. But specifically in that one, it is attributed to being written by an American and not mm. an Englishman. I love it. Is there more? Yeah. You just keep giving me more. Yeah, I can, I can keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so both Jack the Ripper and H.H. Holmes were planners in their kills. Holmes planned for the long run because he targeted women that he could claim insurance money from. Uh He was in it for the long haul, whereas Jack the Ripper, he was short-term, but he did have to plan moving around with police routines, and he would have to know all of their movements and how to get away, which, by the way, if Jack the Ripper had access to that information, it would make sense that he would work for the Queen, too. And you know what I'm just reading right now? What? Uh... I so you know I was googling the sketches and whatnot, and then I see Meghan Markle's face next to a photo of H. H. Holmes, and apparently oh yeah because yeah um uh, his great great grandson uh, Jeff Mudgett is actually an eighth cousin of her <gasps> yeah wow so again she tied, yeah she gets tied to the royal family it's it's yep. crazy yep. Wow. Yeah. Ah, I love it. <laughs> so some experts, that's the word I was looking for. Jesus. Jack the Ripper experts. Oh my god. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> You're so embarrassing. Dude, I'm having such a bad night with talking with speaking. <laughs> <laughs> I was speaking and talking combined into one. Anyways, experts believe or they deny that the theory because their motives were different. Jack went after the poor people and went after their organs while Holmes was in it for the money. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you think that Holmes could have started as Jack and evolved in his killing techniques? Oh, I love that. Yes. Period. So you believe that Holmes is Jack the Ripper? Oh, yeah. I mean, after all the the, the facts and information you just gave me, I, yeah, I'm a believer, dude. I'm a believer. <laughs> Um, that's just so wild. Jeff, well, what do you think? I think it's possible, yeah. And and Jeff Mudgett, his great-great-grandson, is still working on this theory. And actually, I was watching a thing about it where some people are like, it's kind of an obsession for him. Mm-hmm. 
So it's crazy. So he even had H.H. Holmes's body dug up. What? Yeah, because he wanted to get a DNA test done to make sure that that was actually Holmes's body. Because there was a theory that Holmes switched his body with somebody else and they hung the wrong guy. And what the flip, dude? Yeah, yeah and it, I, I believe, if I, I hope I didn't read it wrong, I believe Jeff Mudgett was doing that to prove that those other seven murders could have been Jack the Ripper's. Oh, this is because just... those murders happened near the end of his lifetime. So if if he had if he had died when he was supposed to. So that's what that's what he was looking into. I'm hooked on this. But I was I was telling you about how some people believe that the letters that were written to the press for Jack the Ripper uh, could have been written by the press for propaganda. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's possible or do you think Jack the Ripper wrote any of them? <clears throat> well i didn't before you said that i didn't see it as like a possibility beforehand like, i'm not sure why i never thought about that um that the press themselves could be the ones like writing these letters just like the zodiac killer like with the the coding i don't know i i, I think i i'm 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 feeling like it, it was the press but also like i'm not sure you know i i would want to read these letters and kind of compare do you think also it could be both because remember that linguist that analyzed them said that it was written by an englishman or Mm. not by an american so maybe maybe some of them were written by jack the ripper if he was hh holmes and the rest were written by the press or yeah that definitely makes sense yeah half and half because, like, it wouldn't make sense for some of them to be analyzed as being written by an American and then the rest of them not fitting with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That makes more sense, for sure. Okay, I got one more question for you. Mm-hmm. I know I really didn't give, like, any evidence of it, but you you did find that one thing on when you searched online. Do you think it's possible that the royal family was involved in Jack the Ripper? Or oh. either... Like, either themselves or someone close to them, like the Queen's doctor being uh, Holmes? Definitely. Without a doubt, definitely. And I'm not saying, like, I believe they were, but you asked if it was a possibility. 100%, yes. And, I mean, it would make sense, too, because the royal family would have access to the classes to become a surgeon and a doctor and and have that knowledge. Yeah. I'm not going to see them the same. Well, I mean... There's other theories that I've heard about the royal family that made me change, like, how I look at them. But, yeah, that's wild. Um, So thank you for that, Chelsea. That was a wild ride. I really enjoyed it. They should have just been a freaking H.H. Holmes, Jack the Ripper episode. Well, maybe we can still do one. Like, later down the line, we'll just, like, go into deep detail. Yeah, I I would love that, actually. It's a date. A future date. A future date. Aw. So, Andy, on that note, do you want to give us our uh, the tarot card reading for, for Jazz? Sure. sure. So, you're lucky I can't punch you. You wouldn't. I would. Anyways, back to the tarot reading. So, Jazz's first question is, am I on the right path? And the card that was felt was the Ten of Cups. The Ten of Cups represents... A sense of happiness and fulfillment, harmony and alignment in relationships, happy families, divine love. And so all of this describes your life right now. 
as far as whether or not you're on the right path, it seems to be so. Your next question was, are my loved ones who have passed looking out for you? And the card that was felt was the Page of Swords. And your thirst for knowledge can lead to interesting discoveries. You're speaking out and ready to engage in passionate debates, and you can't wait to share your messages. So I feel like you need to look more into speaking with your past loved ones. Um, exactly how, like what I'm thinking after you read yeah. that, like maybe try to find time, alone time, where yeah. in your own way, you can try to communicate with them and not necessarily like a Ouija board type thing, but writing yeah, in a yeah. journal and writing specifically to a certain somebody, you know? Yeah, and pay attention to your dreams too. And even meditation can help with that. If you just open your mind, you can see signs from loved ones that have passed, even if they're not outright visible. You just have to look further into the things that you see. Mm-hmm. Your last question is your partner the right one? The card that was felt was the Three of Wands. You're spreading your wings right now and experiencing life. You might be moving abroad or traveling. You might be involved in a long-distance relationship. Um, but you're free and confident and moving forward. And all of your hard work and your planning is paying off. So keep doing what you're doing. And if it's meant to be, it's going to be meant to be. And it might not mean um, long distance as in physically, but possibly emotionally as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So keep that in mind. So just keep going. You're on the right path. You got this, Jazz. We believe in you. And on that note, thank you guys for joining us this week. (laughs) Make sure you give our social medias a follow. Um, We'll be answering questions and doing polls. If you want a tarot card reading from us, feel free to tweet us or DM us your questions and we'll choose one lucky person every week. There is a link in our bio to our link tree, which has links to all the rest of our social media. Um, But we're very Instagram-y right now, aren't we? Yep. I love, I mean, Instagram bestie, you know? Yeah, that's true. (laughs) We're your hosts. I'm Chelsea. I'm Veronica. Have a spooky weekend. Talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.